I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. If you've got a military, first responder, emergency medical, or government service background, GovX.com is for you. You stepped up to serve our country and communities, and GovX delivers unbeatable deals that you've earned. GovX.com is the only site built exclusively to honor your service. Members save on epic brands and the gear they need for their on- and off-duty lives. You'll get incredible savings on tickets to live sports events, theme parks, and other entertainment. You can even save on travel, hotels, rental cars, cruises, and more. See if you qualify. Visit GovX.com. It's easy and totally free. Use code BUCK in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. Welcome to today's edition of the Rush Limbaugh Show podcast. Greetings once again. Always uh, fun to be here. Today's a very special day, by the way. If you look at your calendar, you see it's uh, the 5th of May. Joe Biden wants to wish everyone a happy St. Patty's Day. So we'll be covering that a little bit later in the show on the Rush Limbaugh show. And today it looks almost official. Of course, many of us have been saying it for a while that free speech is dead. I know that's a very drastic comment. And I know that, uh, you know, people who have not been banned, libeled, slandered, censored, targeted, abused, fired, etc., deplatformed, demonetized if you don't fall into that category if you're just minding your own business driving around with an i'm with her sticker on your car or a biden harris sticker maybe you don't even care about free speech but today the oversight board of facebook excuse me which is a this is something else that people in this audience you know this because you you know history and you've Listen to Rush, and he knows history. Over the years, oversight boards and committees and bureaus, those are all groups of people unelected, and that those are the found that's the foundation of big government. It's the foundation of communism. It's the foundation of the left. It's very Soviet Union when you say we're going to take. Uh, we're going to take what you said and we're going to let the board decide. Wh- what? But the Facebook Oversight Board ruled to uphold Facebook's decision to suspend former President Donald Trump from Facebook and Instagram. But the board 
said indefinite time frame of suspension, not necessarily appropriate. So we first had Facebook because Zuckerberg is a liar. Okay, he lied to Congress. He lies to us. Maybe he's lying to himself. I don't know if you're worth that much money. Can you? I I guess you could do whatever you want. So Facebook passed the buck to the board and then the board passed the buck back to Facebook. So here we are uh, with the 45th president of the United States of America still banned from Facebook and Instagram. However, the president of Syria is there. He has a page if you'd like to follow some of his illegal activities. I think he has a quarter million followers. Meanwhile, uh, the the smaller potatoes, like me or you, just American citizens, I've been restricted. This is my third go-around. I am still restricted. If I click on my Facebook account now, Ken Matthews, account restricted, only you can see this, you are unable to post. So just a little heads up, because sometimes people will... They'll message me, and then they'll email me and say, you know, I messaged you about nine times on Facebook. You didn't get back to me. That's because I don't have access to it, because I've been banned from Facebook until further notice. So part of me says, oh, this is a, it's a bragging right. It's a sense of pride. You know, the, the big government, the leftists, the commies have banned me. But on the other, the other hand, you realize your opportunity to freely communicate with others on a platform of your choice, is getting less and less, smaller and smaller. This is a very, very dangerous thing. Now, again, the fact that the news media is complicit with it drives me crazy. The news media should be the first group of people to say, wait, wait, what's going on here? Now, a lot of people will say this, and this, is, this happens a lot. Facebook is private. They can do what they want. We're not arguing about that. We're arguing about what is the cornerstone of leftism and the Democrat Party of the 21st century, and that is the double standard. We know it's private, and we follow the rules. But whether it's a comedian, whether it's a congresswoman or senator, or whether it's Obama or the president of Syria— most people that are woke and don't like Donald Trump can pretty much say and do whatever they want on most any platform, from LinkedIn to Facebook to Instagram. And you conservatives know what I'm talking about. There's a whole list of things you're not allowed to question and you're not allowed to debate. This is a very dangerous time in this country. Here's a comment uh, this morning from uh, Fox and Friends. It's Joe Concha. I would imagine this morning that the ban will continue because Facebook, just like many in the media, serve at the pleasure of the Democratic Party. And look, when you say, well, how could Facebook get away with this? Well, they're a private business. And the bottom line is that their bottom line is very good. Facebook stock is up 100 points. If you look at May 5th, 2020, compared to now, that's more than a 50 percent jump. And before anybody says, well, they got to be broken up. Well, who's going to do that exactly? You have a Democratic House, a Democratic Senate and a Biden administration that is gratefully indebted to Facebook for all the help they gave them during the campaign as did Twitter, so we're not going to see too much action as far as breaking up these companies or Section 230 uh, being uh, at least amended or removed at this point because there's no incentive to do so. And if the news media was on their game, which, when have they been? No, think about it. When was the last time the mainstream news media broke 
a story. See how hard that question is to answer? They should be breaking every story out there. They have the resources. They have the networks. They have the connections. We should be the most informed society on earth because of all the news shows and news products. But no, it's just a, it's a puppet show. It's a narrative. It's just propaganda. It just gets re- repeated. That's why I moved over to Gab. This is not an advertisement for Gab. I'm just telling you, people were like, why'd you leave Facebook? Because I can't use Facebook because I'm in Facebook, quote, jail all the time. Because if you mention the wrong thing, if you talk about the election, if you talk about, I don't think we should wear face mask anymore because that's not following the science. If you go after Barack Obama, if for, for example, if you were to post a unflattering article on President Obama, bye-bye. I mean, that is, that's a scary time in this country. And here's, there, there's some good things coming out of this, but not enough yet. Young Americans have little faith in Facebook to do the right thing. They had a new poll from Rasmussen, and so often is the case when you hear comments about law enforcement or free speech, young Americans are, to their credit, they're coming along better than a lot of us think. So I have to stand corrected because I always make the assumption that all young Americans are buying into this brainwashing from the news media. But most people don't trust the news media. In fact, most people dislike the news media more than they dislike Congress. I don't even know how that's possible. But anyway, Rush had a great thing about uh, Facebook. And this is the other part of Facebook that I think people are not aware of. The international influence against America that can be filtered through Facebook. Here's Rush. Headline... Facebook employs trust ratings for users but will not tell you your score. The social network Facebook is predicting your trustworthiness in a bid to fight fake news. Users receive a score on a scale of 0 to 1 that determines if they have a good or bad reputation. Your Facebook usage is being monitored and may be converted to a trustworthiness score. The rating system was revealed in a report by the Washington Post, which says it is in place to help identify malicious actors. Facebook tracks your behavior across its site, uses that information to assign you a rating. Tessa Lyons, who heads up Facebook's fight against fake news, said one of the signals that we use at Facebook is how people interact with articles. Oh, so you're on Facebook and you're reading articles. And what you do afterward is what Facebook is monitoring. Do you enthusiastically recommend that article? Do you ignore that article? Do you share it with others? Do you print it? Do you amplify it? Facebook knows. If Facebook thinks the article is fake news, then you get a negative score. And you are considered to be untrustworthy with fake news. Facebook is engaging in the identical behavior that the Chicom government is engaging in. And both of them are leftist organizations. The Chicoms, of course, epitomize modern-day communism. And Facebook seeks to epitomize modern-day communism. 
at Facebook, everyone and everything will be judged and categorized, and politics will be a factor. This is how collectivists think and operate. This is why they are dangerous when they're in power. I remember, remember when Obamacare was being debated, and I remember, I remember making a prediction. I issued a warning to people. I said, I want you to stop and think about this. The way this is shaping up and the hoops that you have to go through to get insurance, how much you have to pay for it. And then when you have to get treated, remember, they're going to have death panels and all this. They have limited resources. You're standing in line somewhere in a hospital, the emergency room, and all of a sudden, whether or not you're Republican or Democrat might matter. People said, come on, Rush. You unnecessarily get people frightened and worked up over something that would never happen. Never happen, huh? Well, it's happening right now, apparently, with the Chicoms, and Facebook's not far behind. They are studying how you interact with news. And if they think that you believe fake news and that you spread it, you amplify it, you share it, then you are not considered trustworthy. And your ability to use Facebook and interact will thus be limited. And politics will be a factor, Facebook's, Facebook openly admits, in their determination of your trustworthiness. Has anybody, when you hear this, is anybody alarmed at the similarities in policy, behavior, attitude, all of it, between the CHICOM government and Facebook? They are almost identical. And they're propaganda machines. And Facebook has been that for a long time. It started with shadow banning. And this is what Rush knew then. And he knew it long before that. Because we all, it, it happened a little bit at, the, at a time. And we got complacent. And we were always, when I say we, I mean so many of us in America, because we have it so good, over the decades, we would say, that's never going to happen. It's never going to be like Turkey here. It's not going to be like Yugoslavia or Hungary under the Russians. It's not going to be that way. Well, it is that way. It's that way now. You have no free speech. You might think you do, but try having an open, honest conversation in the teacher's lounge today. If you're even allowed to return to school. (laughs) That's the other thing. You have no freedom of movement either. But think about that. It started out as you cannot be violent. You cannot make horrible threats. You cannot be vulgar. Understood. Completely understood. Now it's I heard you supported Trump. I don't know if you should be on our platform. We'll be right back on the EIB Network. You're tuned to the Rush Limbaugh Show. My name is Ken Matthews. I'm your guide for today. And if you missed it before... Trump, President Trump, still banned from Facebook and Instagram. They're, they're figuring out what they're going to do. Uh, we knew this was going to happen. Uh, here's the good part of it. They're terrified. They're terrified that the fact that President Trump has not had the social media access that he had even six months ago, and he's now bigger and more popular than he was six months ago, you can imagine how all these organizations that are in the tank, either with China or the Democrats or big government, how they're panicking. How are they going to stop the momentum of millions of Americans? So that's that, by the way. But if you want to see the president of Syria, he has his own Facebook page. By the way, if you ever need something confused... Ask Joe Biden. His new COVID vaccination goal is 70% of adults to have at least one shot by July 4th. 
Now, there was a poll in the Washington Examiner, and this has to do with mask. Uh, The mask, or what many of us call the muzzle, or the face diaper, whatever. One of the greatest control tools ever. Earlier this week on the show, we talked about how the CDC said, if you're, going to, if you're going to camp, kids, you have to be three feet away, and you can't do this, and you have to wear a mask if you're outdoors. And that is just, I believe it's child abuse. I, I just think you don't keep children from breathing. That's just, just it, it's rule number one. But 25% of people in a Washington Examiner poll said we should use masks until 2023. And some even said we should always have masks with us and use them. So if you wonder if brainwashing works, it does. That's why you still see people walking around with masks. And you might even see grown men and women with two masks. So yesterday at the White House, there was Joe Biden trying to explain things. Oh, by the way, before I forget, if you have a chance, there's a lovely photo of Jimmy and Rosalind Carter with uh, Joe and Jill Biden. It looks photoshopped because the Carters have shrunk so much over the years. That I, I'm, I'm telling you they look like puppets. I mean no disrespect. But either Joe and Jill have grown, and who knows, maybe that's the vaccine. But the Carters have shrunk. Joe looks like he could pick up Rosalind and Jimmy and put them in his backpack. It's a, it is a lovely photo, though. And here's the good part of it. They're not wearing masks. And they're inside. And they're elderly. And they're all real close to each other. Once again, another mixed signal. Here's Mr. Biden. We're going to make it easier than ever to get vaccinated. Visit vaccines.gov.gov. Vaccines.gov. Or text to... Text your zip code to 438829. Walk into your local pharmacy without an appointment. Go to the doctor or local health clinic. It's free. It's nearby. Every adult is eligible. You know, go get the shot as soon as you can. It's amazing. Uh, And this is such a wonderful example. You take most politicians, especially on the left, They take the very simple and make it garbled and complex and confusing, whereas Rush takes the complex and makes it understandable. Here he is. I got an email. Just checked an email. Honestly, not making this up. It came from Rio Linda. It says it's from Rio. Could you explain herd immunity? Yeah, I can explain herd immunity, and I can probably explain it in the simplest, least complex way that you've ever had it explained to you. In a nutshell, if enough people get the virus and thus have the antibody, when you get the virus, and we're going to assume you survive it, you now have an antibody to it. You have an immunity to it. It's true of many viruses, not all, because you get the cold frequently. The flu has different strains. But herd immunity, I believe, is happening in many states and in many parts of states. Very simply, if enough people get the virus, enough people in a state, enough people in a town, any, any large group, and thus have the antibody, then the virus cannot spread. 
if it goes into a person with the antibody, the virus dies. It is defeated by the antibody, which exists after you have been infected, whether you've had symptoms or not. This is why the antibody test is so crucial. A lot of people never have any symptoms, but they have built up the antibody. The virus dies in every person who has the antibodies. It's not passed on to somebody else who has not had it. That's what herd immunity does. It stops the spread. And it's amazing that so many people are poo-pooing this. And who are these people poo-pooing it? And I'll give you one answer, give you one hint. They belong to a political party, but it begins with a letter D. It's, it's amazing how simple Rush was able to make things. I saw Fauci, Mr. Contradiction, Mr. I talk about a lack of credibility, but Fauci was on one of the, the morning news shows, uh, and they were asking him about the CDC's latest restriction on your children being outside on a beautiful summer day, running through the field, interacting with other children, having to continue to stay apart and having to wear a mask. And he said, well, it's kind of, you know, I, uh, the anchor said, is it extreme? And, you know, in typical fashion, well, it's not extreme. It's, uh, this is conservative. I don't know. Mask on. Mask off. The liar. Uh, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. Why didn't that was his perfect opportunity? That was his perfect opportunity to say right there. Well, as the president said last week, outside, I don't think we need the mask anymore, especially with young people, because they are least at risk. But no, he's still pushing it because they love the control. By the way, we do have a little surprise for you for Cinco de Mayo, a little El Rushbo Cinco de Mayo celebrations coming up. Meanwhile, at the White House, Jill continues to hide the Easter eggs for Joe Biden because it is Cinco de Mayo. Very exciting. Thanks for listening to the EIB Network. LeBron James is now walking back his tweet. Uh, We knew this is going to happen. It's been roughly two weeks, I think just two weeks and a day, since the 16-year-old girl in Columbus, Ohio, tried to stab her friend in the eye with a seven-inch blade, and a law enforcement officer saved her life. And uh, LeBron James, as he often does, jumped to the conclusion and said, put a photograph and the name of the officer. How about that? Uh, Note to self, we still don't know the name of the officer, the federal officer from January 6th that shot Ashley Babbitt. We know nothing of that individual. But we knew the name of the officer within minutes, and LeBron James tweeted, because he's allowed on Twitter, He tweeted to his 50 million followers, you're next, hashtag accountability. And a lot of people took that as a threat. And he has since walked it back. He, this is what his recent tweet, I fueled the wrong conversation, said LeBron James. And then he continued to count money. Then he took a breath, stacked the several million in the corner, then continued talking. I can conf- I fueled the wrong conversation about uh, Makia Bryant, and I owe it to her and this movement to change it. Now, the funniest thing about the left, they still don't know how to really apologize, let alone forgive anyone. Why didn't LeBron James 
contact that police officer and say, and see this again, this is that adult thing. We make the mistake thinking that if someone is a billionaire or if they're a grown man or woman, they're an adult. But we forget that if you have a progressive liberal mindset, you're not a fully complete adult because you don't have a grasp on all things and reality. You're just you're focused on your one thing and you're a billionaire and billionaires don't think they can be brainwashed. But anybody can be brainwashed if you're not paying attention. Why didn't he just call up and say, hey, it's LeBron James, officer so-and-so, I apologize. I was out of line. I jumped to conclusions. This is a very emotional topic for me. Uh, I support police and, you know, thank you for saving that girl's life. Any other, But there's been no apology. Now, the reason I point this out is how many times has the news media, I would say a third are pathological liars, and then you've got a third that are biased and a third that are lazy. So did I get, oh, I still left a percentage of the good ones in there. Okay, it's 93, carry the four. Okay, I was doing common core math. So how many times has the news media said something horrible about you as a Trump voter or as a Christian or as a white person or as a gun owner or as someone who's pro-wall? Or how many times have they said something about someone you support? And it's been wrong. You never hear about it again. You never hear it about again. Ever. You never hear about it. They make these wrong things, these accusations. Just Monday, several major news organizations had to retract some garbage that they pumped out about Giuliani. This is a regular thing. Here we are, though. The news now circling around LeBron, still trying to cover that leftist progressive theme. LeBron walks back, and then the the headline, I fueled the wrong conversation. There they are to not only correct his stupid comment, but they won't mention that, why didn't you apologize to the officer? Meanwhile, in Tennessee, an officer responded to a 911 call, and it turned out to be a 911 ambush. And they sadly are and have been used before. The natural officer was shot. From what I understand, he's doing well, and I I pray that he continues to do well. But someone called in, is in a shooting, come and help us. The police show up to help, and bam, they're shot at instantly as soon as they roll. So I believe that the ignorance of most of the Democrat Party leadership and people like LeBron James and late-night talk show hosts, they're just contributing And they're making things worse. And then after they make things worse, maybe their popularity takes a little hit. And then the leftist news media, whose expertise is making things worse, they come in. They don't explain it like we're talking about it now. They just cover. Well, you have to understand LeBron was whatever, whatever. But wouldn't it be exciting if someone on the left had the compassion and the maturity that that father had that we had on yesterday who forgave the police officers because they were doing their job. He was a gracious Christian man and a forgiving man. And I would say, dare I say, a peacemaker. That's the biggest problem with high-profile leftists that haven't grown up completely yet. They're in a position to make peace LeBron James is in a position to go to a fire 
and put it out. That's how much power and influence he has. Yet time and time again, celebrities just don't understand it because they're brainwashed by the left. Here's Rush on another situation that got way out of hand. Do you see where the sheriff, the Los Angeles County Sheriff, whose name is Alex Vinueva, has challenged LeBron James to match the reward money for the gunman who shot the two deputies? The story of these deputies, this is amazing, by the way. These two deputies that were shot at point-blank range by this lone gunman It is stunning what these two went through, particularly the female deputy whose name was Claudia Epodinar. She survived the ambush. She saved the life of her partner. She's 31 years old, a former librarian who just graduated the Sheriff's Academy last year. She was struck in the jaw during Saturday's shooting. She was in stable condition in the hospital. They were both shot at close range, sitting inside their patrol car. She made a tourniquet for her 24-year-old partner before medics arrived. She was able to get both of them out of the car and shielded behind the open car doors. After being shot in the face a couple of times, she had the presence of mind and still conscious to be able to apply a tourniquet to save the life of her partner and herself. It is a stunning story, a stunning display of courage. And there's video. The video shows how the deputies helped each other despite being shot in the head, in the face, and in extremities. In fact, the female deputy probably saved the male deputy's life by applying a tourniquet to his arm, despite herself having been shot in the jaw. She made a radio call for more help, despite being shot in the jaw. Not one, and there were bystanders, not one of the people watching any of this helped. Not one of the people who watched any of this even called 911. You know why? They were too busy cheering the thugs, or thug, who shot the officers. We had audio of one such bystander yesterday, and it's just infuriating to listen to this guy go on and, oh, man, oh, man, N-word been lit up. Oh, wow, how cool, man, they've been aired out right on. N-word cop been aired out. Guy was ecstatic and happy over what had happened. Sick. That is the kind of situation that would be avoided if the LeBron James of the world, I'm talking about high-profile leftist men and women of color, billionaires, success stories, would take their influence and say, maybe we should help people when we see they're in trouble instead of you're next with some smart aleck hashtag. You're tuned into the Rush Limbaugh Show, and Rush made a suggestion last year. And tens of thousands of families, if not more, followed his lead. Switch your cell phone service to Pure Talk now and know that you'll be saving your family $800 a year or thereabouts. That's how much money families are saving without sacrificing any quality, 
any coverage, and getting better customer service all right here in the U.S. And when you make the switch, you keep your cell phone number and your phone. Here's the details with Rush. You shop for the best price you can find on insurance, on home mortgages, on vacation travel, maybe even cheeseburgers. I don't know. So why not do the same thing with cellular phone service? Your cell phone number is your own And who you choose for cellular service is all up to you. One company makes such a compelling offer, it's worth thinking about. It's Pure Talk. They offer you unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data for just $30 a month. And guess what? If you go over on the data, they don't charge you for it. Pure Talk. Compare that monthly price, $30 a month, to your current cell phone bill. And you'll see why it makes sense to change. Now, I don't know what your cell phone bill is, but I would wager you that it's 60 bucks or more, maybe 120, maybe 75 or more. This outfit, Pure Talk, is offering you unlimited talk, unlimited text, and six gigs of data for $30 a month. Now, Pure Talk knows they're in the same business with the likes of AT&T and Verizon and T-Mobile. In fact, get this, they use the same cell towers of one of the big companies that covers 99% of the country. They offer superior service. 100% of the Pure Talk customer support team is right here in America. So you make one phone call to them today, you can start to save money by switching to Pure Talk. All you do is get your cell phone and dial pound 250. Next, you say Pure Talk. It's that simple. You'll save 50% off your first month. That's pound 250, and then say Pure Talk. One of the Pure Talk customer service people be right there on the phone to help you. And by the way, it's legit. $30 a month, unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data. This is the EIB Network. I'm your guide today. My name is Ken Matthews. Thanks for tuning in. The Rush Limbaugh Show. There's a new podcast series. We've been talking about it. And it's all about Rush Limbaugh, and it debuts one week from today. It's called Rush Limbaugh, the man behind the golden EIB microphone. It's narrated by our friend James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, and he brings so many good stories, and I would say he brings an energy and a love to this podcast. You can hear the introduction wherever you listen to the podcast. Now, here is... Uh, Oh, by the way, by the way, it's sponsored by My Pillow and Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Yesterday, I spoke briefly with Bo. I hadn't spoken to him in a while because he's been busy with this. And one of his comments was, I hope this series meets the audience expectations. And all I can think of the minute he said that, I thought of Rush immediately because that is the philosophy of the EIB. If, if, if you want to know... And again, I've only had the the honor and the blessing of guest hosting for about three years. So I came in at the very, you know, very tail end of this dynasty, which is continuing. But the minute you become part of the EIB, that is the mantra. Will it meet the audience expectations? Are we delivering? And I just found it fascinating. Here's a man that's worked with. Mr. Limbaugh for more than 30 years and played a key role in the formation of the EIB. And his comment was, this thing's going to, it wasn't, this thing's going to kick butt, this thing rocks. It was, 
I hope it meets the audience's expectations. You talk about a mantra. Could you imagine if politicians thought that way? Could you imagine? Instead of politicians running around saying, I love me, I love me so much. They should be saying, I hope my voters are pleased with these decisions. I hope the people of America are pleased. But anyway, I'm looking forward to seeing that uh, and or hearing it, actually. Uh, it's one week from today. Rush Limbaugh, the man behind the golden EIB microphone, is the name of it. Let's sneak in a call here on uh, Cinco de Mayo Reese in Charleston, South Carolina. Hello. How are you doing today, sir? Thank you for guest hosting, and man, I miss Rush. You're not alone. Oh. I was going to say, since social media and the mainstream uh, believes in private businesses being able to do what they want to do now, I don't want to hear another stinking thing about the gay or trans cake. <laughs> what? I, I love the way you said trans cake, because maybe that's a new thing. You yeah, know? It will be, I'm sure. That, you know, a trans they, cake. They can refuse service for mask or political wrong speak. Uh, yep. You know, yep. don't tell me anything more about a baker that doesn't want to make your stupid cake. You could go to the other 30 that you tried before you found one that wouldn't do it. There you go. Reese, you nailed it. That is so true. Again, it's this is a, a very clear reflection of the standards of the Democrat Party. People people say, doesn't the Democrat Party have a standard? Yeah, it's it's a double standard. They have a standard for you, a standard for them and a standard for their donors. It's kind of interesting. I'm trying to think of what that trans cake would be. Would that be like part bread, part cake? I don't know. But we'll be back coming up on the Rush Limbaugh Show. This is the EIB Network. My name's Ken Matthews. I'm your guide for today on Cinco de Mayo. And if I can just say, arriba, arriba. Here's a a Rush Fun Fest for you. Cinco de Mayo, in order to be heard by all, I'll first deliver it in a little Spanish lingo. El Partido Democrata te vendió. Translation, the Democrat Party has sold you out. The Presidente of El Salvador. All of what I said in Espanol. Thank you, El Mucho. Okay, folks, a uh, quick pregunta. little Spanish lingo there for question. And I have another pregunta. No way, Jose. Bruce Jenner <laughs> recently opened up to his familia. Feliz Navidad. <laughs> You know, you re- uh, remember when Rush would do those, even when they weren't in the montage, they were just so funny because they came out of left field. And it's amazing how many, and we're going to revisit this because uh, from what I understand, I just checked my calendar. It's a common core calendar, but it does say that Cinco de Mayo is all day. So we are going to revisit some of this later in today's show. But so many people on the left, not only do they not, have a sense of humor at all, but they they don't get Rush's sense of humor just by using a little Spanish lingo or something. It's the craziest thing. But who doesn't do that? Think about all the people that do exactly what Rush does. Think about all the people over the years you're driving down the road, Rush says or does something, or says, you know, I was doing such and such this weekend and whatever. And you said, oh my gosh, I do the same thing. 
Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Pure Talk, the cell phone company we both rely on, is further investing in their customers without charging an extra penny. Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network, but now they're giving you coverage in more than 50 countries, too. Unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. You keep your phone number and your phone unless you want to get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Up to you. Go to puretalk.com slash clay and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash clay and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can have more money to travel with this summer. The number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. Unlike other apps on Prize Picks, it's just you against the number. It's about the players and not the teams. You look for the sports you know best and that you follow the most. Then you make a single decision on each player projection, more or less, every time you play. You pick two to six players and make that one decision. You can win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four picks. More player action on prize picks now than ever, and it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. Prize picks also gives you injury insurance so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free prize picks app and open your account. Use my name, Clay, for a first deposit match. Up to $100. Download the Prize Picks app. Use promo code CLAY, that's C L A Y, to get set up and get a deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Hour two of the show. Glad you're with us on the EIB network. So much going on today, as always. We spoke uh, last hour to a gentleman toward the end of the hour named Reese and all this stuff with private businesses now, everybody's saying, you know, Facebook is a private business. They can do whatever they want, you know, in, in banning or censoring somebody. And and yet he, he brought up the, the wedding cake case and so many other cases where private businesses are attacked by government entities or radical protest groups, etc. So, again, it, it is a double standard. And uh, speaking of the whole transgender thing, we, we have uh, Caitlyn Jenner, who 
those of us who are old enough to remember Bruce Jenner was quite the uh, celebrity athlete. In fact, I remember Bruce being on the cover of Wheaties. Bruce was at his athletic prowess in the 70s when I was a mediocre track runner in high school and cross-country runner, always finished at the end of the pack. But uh, Bruce was a big deal. And uh, now he's Caitlin, so you have to say she if you want to be woke. By the way, she will be on uh, Sean Hannity tonight. How about that? Yeah, talking about her possible or her run for governor. I think she's actually running for governor. So I'm sure the advertisements will be out soon and we can try to make sense of them. But inevitably, some males who identify as women want to compete in sports. And that really provokes the question. And I think this is the core of it. Is it fair or not? Of course it's not fair. And, and the problem is when you get a level of brainwashed wokeness, and remember, woke is a joke. Woke is not being awake or aware or well-researched or well-informed. Woke is just a joke. You're brainwashed to say, look, that tree is a boat. No, it's not. Yes, it is. You're in trouble now. You see, the human rights campaign says the White House is preparing now, listen to this, to directly confront... The flood of anti-transgender legislation that is being proliferated through bills at the state level. Okay, so this is state-level, representative, elected people responding to the people that voted for them. These are people that are saying, look, we, we may not want a six-foot-two male on the girls' wrestling team even though he believes he's a woman. And now Biden, because this is how communism works, they're going to swoop in and they're going to try to tell the states what to do again. And separately, the Department of Justice has told the Daily Beast, listen to this, we will fully enforce our civil rights statuses, or statutes, excuse me, I misread that, to protect transgender individuals. Nobody has a problem with transgenders being protected. Nobody has a problem with transgenders being treated with respect. We're beyond that now. But like so much else on the left, the minute everybody is treated equal, the protected group wants more. Does that make sense? The minute people have accepted, oh, yeah, that's Caitlyn Jenner. Oh, yeah, those guys are married. No big deal. The minute they get to that point, then the people like Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and other woke nimrods, they come in and say, oh, but, but wait, there's more. Now they want more. Now they want to say, look, we've got a 21-year-old college male who wants to compete with the females on the track team. So how does that protect the civil rights of the females on the track team? Even more, I don't know if you're aware of what's going on in women's MMA. There's several transgenders in women's MMA, mixed martial arts, and ultimate fighting. I don't know the exact terminology of what they call it now. How about that? How about the, how about the, the man who's 20 and he thinks he's a woman and they put him in a cage to go at it with a woman fighter? This is now don't get me wrong. I, most women I know could beat up most liberal men. But still, that aside, 
I don't think it's fair. It's just unfair. It's, and that's the mantra of the left. Level the playing field. Everything needs to be fair. Well, it is fair. You're now allowed to, if you're confused about your sexual identity and you're a man, you can complete your, completely immerse yourself in being a woman like Caitlyn Jenner. You can be on female magazines. No one's allowed to call you he. No one's allowed to call you Bruce. So what's the problem? Why do you now want to cheat? It's a simple question, and I ask, I ask parents all the time that have uh, young girls or college-age athletes in their family that they're very proud of, what's going to happen when, you're, when your daughter loses her scholarship in year three because some guy was wearing the same track uniform as her and, and beat her, and now he has the record. You may remember that happened more than once uh, in Connecticut. So we need to pay close attention to this because more and more people are speaking out, and they're doing it legally, honestly, and transparently. And, and school boards are doing it, and parents and, and teachers, and they're working together and getting legislation done. And that's how you know the left is starting to panic because now they're they're dialing up the White House and the Biden administration basically said, we're going to go after states that don't, for lack of a better term, I'll say it, live in our fantasy world. Here's Rush. Try this headline. South Dakota considering legislation barring transgender students from competing against opposite biological sex. Do I need to translate that for anybody? We now have men who say that they identify as women when they're outside restrooms and female locker rooms and other places, too. I'm not trying to cause trouble here. We have men who say they identify as women, and they have begun to say they identify as women while competing against women in sports. And these men, the protected transgender class, who identify as women now competing against women in sports, are beating their pants off, so to speak. Not literally, that we've seen. Now, women have been kicking. They have been screaming. They have been complaining. They have been demanding over the years that they be treated as if they are as good, if not better than men, for decades in everything. That has been at the heart of the feminazi movement. I think it's the biggest mistake the feminists ever made was to try to move their agenda forward by essentially acting like men. And then once in that universe, claiming they're better than men. But they're the ones who put themselves there. They're the ones who, who cast that agenda, and they're the ones who now find themselves living the ramifications. Title IX and all of that. So now transgender men come along. I'm sorry, what is it? Transgender women. Men who identify as women, and they're protected. That's a minority. If it, I mean, if, if, if some guy comes along and identifies a woman, he automatically is done. You can't criticize him. You've got to let him do what he wants to do. Otherwise, you're a bigot. And so these guys, uh, trans, uh, well, women, these men as women are competing against women, and they're, they're creaming them. Or wiping them out in athletic competition. The women of America, the feminazis, roiled college athletics with Title IX, all in an effort to gain a more equal advantage in funding. 
at the expense of men's programs. They didn't like the fact that men's football program got all this money, men's basketball. They wanted their share of the money. They did it on the basis that women are being discriminated against. Title IX came along. The women demanded. The women got. Now, men who are unquestioned when they identify as women, and it's being proven, by the way, in the midst of all this, that women cannot compete against men in athletic endeavors without standards being lowered, as they have been in fire departments, as they have been in the military, as they have been at the FBI. So, inside, they've got to be mad as hell. They made all of this happen. They have promoted, they have sanctioned, they have permitted this very circumstance, which is now resulting in men who identify as women competing against women in athletic endeavors and other places, and wiping them out. So, South Dakota, I mean, that's what this story is about. South Dakota is considering legislation barring transgender students from competing against opposite biological sex. On Monday, two Republican legislators in South Dakota introduced a bill that would throw out the South Dakota High School Activities Association's 2015 policy, allowing transgender students to join sports teams of the gender they choose instead of their biological. So no longer, if this passes... In South Dakota, will men who identify as women, but really aren't women, be allowed to compete against women in athletic endeavors, which is dealing a very serious blow to one of the objectives of transgenderism? Now, if they can do this, if they can come up with legislation say, look, I don't care, you're a guy, even though you say you feel like a woman, you're a guy, and we're not going to let you compete against women when you're a guy. How far are we away from, we're not going to let you go into the bathroom that's for women when you're not one. This is the EIB Network. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Or at the White House today. Happy Halloween, everyone. And you too, Corn Pop. My name's Ken Matthews. I'm your guide for today. It's a pleasure to be here. And I'm glad you're tuning in. Remember when the media freaked out? at uh, Rush, well, (laughs) wasn't that every day, Uh, for supposedly making fun of Hispanics on Cinco de Mayo. And the funniest thing about the news media, because it's filled with so many dumb, white, woke people. What's with the white people, man? Anyway, there's so many people in the news media that that's where usually it comes from. Isn't that funny? That's the funniest thing. You look at the people that love Rush over the decades. It's one of the most diverse audiences, not just in demographics, but in ideology as well. Because eventually people come around and they realize, you know, this guy's smart. He's funny. He's analytical. He's commonsensical. He's consistent. And he's honest. Now, how that appeals to everyone. And, and it's almost as if... You get the impression that the news media, they're angry because they're not in on it. That's what I always feel. When, when someone makes it, for example, when they go after comedians, I, I never understood that. If you're a comedian, because I'm a big fan of free speech, like most conservatives are, like most people in talk radio are. So you'll never hear me say, that, that guy, they should have taken him off the air. He should be banned. 
Never in my life. I like The View being on because The View has become funnier than Saturday Night Live. I like to watch Don Lemon and Chris Cuomo because they're funnier than Saturday Night Live. I would never say they should be banned. But the left is totally different. It's, it, what, that's what makes it funny. And they, it's like they're not in on the joke. But to go after comedians... I don't think you should go after any free speech. Free speech is free speech. And we have a real problem in this country today. Of course, we just had Facebook Oversight Board upholding the suspension of the 45th president of the United States. Have you seen some of the scumbags on Facebook and the filth? Oh, my gosh. And yet they're not going to let the 45th president. You know how the story works. But I never understood, since so many people in showbiz are liberals, why would you want to ban a comedian off of a comedy network because you're offended? I thought that's what free speech was. Anyway, here's Rush. You're at Trump. This is another classic illustration. Trump yesterday did not Cinco de Mayo outreach to Hispanics by eating a Taco Bell. Picture a Trump with that typical devilish Trump smile with the Taco Bell in front of him there, and he's eating a forkful of it. All these people, this is outrageous. This Trump, this is silly. Trump's insulting Hispanics. Look at Taco Bell. Ain't that how you think you get to Hispanic? And Trump's putting everybody on. It's typical Trump. And everybody takes it so seriously and think, oh, my God, this guy doesn't have any sense. He's got no sensibilities. He's insulting Hispanics by telling them he loves them by eating a Taco Bell. Oh, my God, this guy's so stupid. Hillary's going to win in the last. Oh, my God, we're doomed. <laughs> All joking aside, Rush also pointed out the origins of Cinco de Mayo. Do you know that Cinco de Mayo is not a Mexican holiday? Do you know that Cinco de Mayo is not Mexicans' Independence Day? Cinco de Mayo is not even a real holiday in Mexico. Cinco de Mayo was created by Corona Beer to promote beer sales in the U.S. and around the world. They don't even get the day off in Mexico for Cinco de Mayo. We've turned it into a holiday here that has pure political purposes for the American left. Cinco de Mayo was a minor battle during a time when the French were invading Mexico. And you know, that has to be a long time. The French don't invade anybody. They surrender now. Mexican Independence Day is September the 16th. What Cinco de Mayo actually commemorates, the victory of the Mexican army over the French Empire at the Battle of Puebla in 1862 during the French invasion of Mexico. I know this sounds very strange, the French invasion of Mexico, but they did, they did try it. So there you have it. Once again, America would turn to Rush Limbaugh to get the facts, to get the history, to get the scoop, to get the real deal. Think about all these people, though. Have been, they've been led down this road of what Cinco de Mayo means, or even worse... A bunch of woke white people in the news media telling everybody, well, this is how Mexicans feel. This is how black Americans feel. Here's how the Islamics feel. You don't know. My argument would be on the left, you don't care enough. If, if, you, would, if you would be in touch with, as Rush was, with his entire audience, with a level of understanding them, but usually on the left the different, quote, groups that they've divided us all into, they never really 
go after them unless it's an election. Then they're going. That, that's when you see Maxine Waters in a in a Black Baptist Southern church. But other than election time, it's just wokeness. And it, you know, it's so funny because they always talk about caring about the children, and it always goes back to the children. And this is the damage that's being done. All this garbage, whether it's sexual reassignment or what you're supposed to think about this race or that gender. It's all being pumped into the brains of first graders because that's the new curriculum. It's crazy town. Let's grab a phone call. Fred in Tominston, Georgia. And Fred, I didn't mean to say crazy town so close to your name. I'm not saying that your town is crazy. <laughs> no, Tominston, Georgia. It's a sweet little place. Uh, foothills of uh, the Appalachian Trails. Anyhow, great to be online with you today. I just wanted to share a thought, kind of common sense approach to uh, transgender people playing in sports. The straight people uh, would have to do drug testing or uh, being checked for blood doping and and taking antibiotic steroids or or whatever the the case is to make sure that they don't have no performance-enhancing things in their blood. Mm -hmm. You're talking Uh, about athletes now. Athlete, yes, sir. So the common sense approach for me is if somebody's transgender and they truly identify as a female or a male, I'm okay with that. You just have to go through the same blood screening process to make sure that your testosterone levels are not above what normal science would say is the female makeup and vice Uh versa the male makeup because – I wouldn't want a female athlete, um, you know, taking illegal drugs to get a leg up on the field hockey team of my old alma mater, North Brantford High School in Connecticut. Um, Likewise, I wouldn't want a female uh, taking steroids to bulk up so she could play football and, you know, take my son out of a scholarship. So it's just my common sense approach to uh, something that we have to deal with nowadays. I think that is an outstanding suggestion. And once again, you have the consistency of the conservatives, many of whom reside in this audience. Common sense and science. Why not follow the science? You're not allowed to follow the science. You're only told to follow the Democrat science. You're only allowed to follow Good Morning America science or the Today Show science. If you start bringing real science in, like suggested, whoa, 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 easy there. That's why we're still wearing masks for COVID. Because if we follow the science, we would have taken our mask off a year ago. Thanks for listening to the show today, 800-282-2882. This is the Rush Limbaugh Show. So yesterday, we're we're not going to replay it, but we played it in its entirety yesterday. And a lot of people, we got a lot of feedback on A lot of people thought it was, uh, some people thought it was terrifying. I'm talking about the the woke CIA recruitment ad. And it just is, when you think about where wokeness started, well, actually, the whole concept of that started with leftist and communism. I mean, there's a whole genre of that throughout history where certain regimes in particular uh dictatorships and others had a set of ridiculous absurd codes 
and language, and that's how they controlled people. And uh, they still do it to this day. And a lot of that ideology has migrated to the United States. And it ends up in people's cabinets, not not their liquor cabinet, uh, although some politicians end up in the liquor cabinet. It ends up in the politicians' uh, staff members and ideologies and policies. We see it with Biden. We saw it with Obama. Obama was a woke machine. He didn't miss an opportunity to get someone on his page by, you know, massaging their common sense with wokeness. Because wokeness is the opposite of common sense. There, there's nothing about that. And and when you think about the that ad that we played yesterday, the CIA recruitment ad, and uh, I brought up the comment that what, what it was missing was this uh, this woman saying, you know, we have the best technology to protect America, and I'm working with a wonderful team from all across this country to secure our whatever. You know, there's nothing about the mission. The mission was all about diversity and whatever, and she was saying, I'm a woman of color, I'm a cisgender millennial, I have been diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder, that's a direct quote, I am intersectional, and, you know, I lost you at I am a cisgender millennial. What does that have to do with making sure my country is safe. And and what does hap- that have to do with your loyalty and your training and your ability to be in that position? Other than you could say, uh, I'm intersectional. What? what? But that's how far it, it went. It started out in the schools. It started out on television shows. It started out in pop culture. And now it's it's like a wave. It's sweeping through the military and now it's in the the highest levels of military intelligence and i would also add it doesn't it amaze you that in the last 10 years military intelligence and not uh, let me let me back that up not military intelligence so much as the cia which is an organization i think should be eliminated but again that's just my personal opinion because i don't know what their job is anymore other than to tell me you know where I am by using my cell phone or spy on Carter Page. I don't know what their job is anymore. But it's amazing that the more woke they get, the more these organizations seem to turn on American citizens. It just seems to be an interesting pattern with me. Don't you, don't you see that pattern? It's, it's there. Because if, that, if they were really delving into their job instead of keeping up with all the rules and regulations of the left, I think their results would be stronger. And, you know, Rush was always on this, and he was always exposing it. And little by little, it got worse and worse. And he was always reminding us who was doing what and what was really going on. And and two of the biggest examples were Brennan and Comey, communist, and, uh, like, you know, woke leftists were like bees to honey with those two. Look at the way the news media loves them. And they led two of the most premier intelligence agencies in the world. Here's Rush. I've been told that James Comey is a lifelong Republican. Turns out not to be true. Are you aware that James Comey used to be a communist? 
In a 2003 interview with New York Magazine, James Comey said before voting for Jimmy Carter, Jimmy Carter 1980, he'd been a communist. He admitted, I'd moved from communist to whatever I am now. Now, we know that John Brennan, Obama's CIA director, was a communist or at least had voted for the Communist Party. But I had never heard this about Comey. Uh, Zero Hedge has the story. I think Red State has the story. Now we find out that under Obama, the CIA director and the FBI director both had histories of not just flirtation, but serious immersion into communism. And like the KGB always said, no one ever leaves the KGB. Nobody ever leaves this way of thinking. Here is Stan in Belhaven, North Carolina. Glad you called, sir. You're next at Open Line Friday. Hi. It's an honor, sir. Honor to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Two quick comments. Um, You mentioned earlier that James Comey has said that he supported the Communist Party in the 70s. He voted. He voted uh, communist candidates, yes. So we know that Brennan supported the Communist Party, and now Comey, yet they both later on were employed by the FBI, the CIA, went up through the ranks, became the directors. Now, uh, Brennan, um, in 2003 and 2004, according to Wikipedia, was director of the terror the Terrorist Threat Integration Center, and that office sifted and compiled information for President Bush's intelligence briefings. And that ties into your speculation that Bush was played about the weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. Um, So Brennan was right there to be in a position to do that. And I think that Comey, Brennan, and Clapper, it wasn't just pride about – them wanting to have their daily intelligence briefings with Trump, they wanted to be able to pull the puppet strings and control the information. Well, yeah, in. yeah. They, they, the intelligence, not and not just these three guys, the, the intelligence community, no matter when you go back in American history, any administration, they all want access. Everybody wants access to president. Everybody. Intel community, particularly State Department, they all want access Trump was telling the intelligence community, I don't need to talk to you guys every day. I've got a good memory, and I'm smart. I know what's going on around the world anyway. And they were righteously indignant and and about that and also feeling like their access was going to be denied. And so it's time to show him exactly what they can do to somebody not cooperating with them. There's all kinds of factors that went into that. But, well, it's a, yeah, it's go ahead. To me, it's amazing to me that those two, after – it was known, it had to be known that they supported the Communist Party, were even employed by the FBI and the CIA to start with. I just don't see how that happened. And I had one more point, quick point after that, if that's okay. Um, well, look, when it comes to Comey, I'm not, I don't know how serious this guy. I mean, it's 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 out there at Zero Hedge, it's out there at Red State that Comey, is saying he was a communist and voted left, and he then moved from becoming a communist to whatever he is now. And with him, as dry ball as he is, it could have been Comey just trying to be funny. But your question is, let's Brennan isn't acknowledged. I mean, that was that was not a youthful uh, flirtation. Brennan was was committed. 
when he was voting in the 70s for communists and so forth. Your question is, how do these guys pass clearance? How do they get hired? And I don't, I can't tell you. I honestly, I, I don't have the slightest idea. I, the only thing I can think is that people vetting him didn't see much wrong with it or well, believe that it was genuinely it. in their past and was not a... a my, my guess is that the people doing the vetting wouldn't see that much wrong with it. You know, we're welcoming another sponsor to the EIB network. It's it's one that we've come to admire for their customer service and how well they handle your questions and offer their own. Just last week, they posed this question to us. Did you know that about 20% of all U.S. dollars were created in 2020? You talk about an amazing statistic. What do you think the effect of all those newly printed dollars will lead to? Inflation, maybe? It certainly won't lead to the dollar becoming more valuable. In fact, in the past, people have purchased gold and silver as a hedge against inflation. That's because gold and silver have increased in value as the purchasing power of the dollar declines. Buying real gold and silver, the kind you can hold in your hands, is much easier than you think. You can have it delivered securely and privately to your home. It's just as easy to put real gold and silver in your IRA or your 401k. If you're concerned about the value of the dollar continuing to decrease or the risk of inflation, call the Oxford Gold Group today. The number is 833-404-GOLD. 833-404-GOLD. The Oxford Gold Group is the industry leader in precious metals. They offer real gold and silver for the lowest prices, and they have a free precious metals investment guide they can send to you. Call the Oxford Gold Group today at 833-404-GOLD, 833-404-GOLD. They'll answer all your questions. They'll send you their precious metals investment guide. Get gold you can hold or get real gold in your IRA or 401k. Call the Oxford Gold Group at 833-404-GOLD. This is the Rush Limbaugh Show on the EIB Network. Thanks for joining us on Cinco de Mayo. My name is Senor Ken, and uh, you can find me at gab.com forward slash Ken Matthews because I, like the president, the 45th president, have been banned. Now, I haven't been banned as severely. I'm, I'm restricted right now. I'm on my third or fourth penalty in the, in the Facebook jail box. But if you missed it, the Facebook oversight board, which is leftist windbags, they upheld the suspension of Donald J. Trump's account. So he's still not on Facebook. However, I do want to point out that there are many Trumpsters on Gab, including Donald Trump Jr., including a lot of uh, conservative, popular conservative politicians and people that you would recognize. They're on Gab. And there is an account called Donald J. Trump, and here's what it says. Reserved for the 45th president of the United States of America, this account is an uncensored Twitter archive and shares email statements sent by the office of Donald J. Trump. So it is kind of a way to stay in touch. So... Once again, it is it's pointed out to us that the harder the left, the harder communists pound on free people. And this happens anywhere in the world. And now it's happening on our own country. And I know there are some leftists that roll their eyes when people say that. 
that, you know, John Brennan was a communist or this is a communist thing, you know, censorship and going after your guns and not letting you go to church and a certain group of people. That's communism. But all over the world where communism tries to beat down free people, we find a path to freedom. We create new outlets. We create new platforms. That's what's so exciting about 2020. That was truly a great awakening because until you see people with an obscene amount of power, what they do with it, until you see what some idiot supervisor does with the power to make people wear masks, you don't really realize how over the edge these people are. And now we know you get banned, you get censored, you get attacked, you lose jobs over it. But if it's not happening to you, it's in your blind spot. But trust me, it's happening to million Americans, millions of Americans. Now, I want to point something out that the left has done consistently, and they do it with failures. And that's why so many failures are celebrated on the left. Now, think about. You know, Andrew Cuomo comes to mind, the governor of New York. As one, as someone said, the template for great leadership in the COVID crisis. Remember that? Remember his stupid book? The one he was writing when he was lying about the death rate of the elderly people and keeping people from using hydroxychloroquine, whatever. This is part of the pattern. This is how the news media and academia and the Democrat Party work. No matter how bad Jimmy Carter was as a president or Obama or Cuomo as a governor, they're going to be celebrated. And here's the latest example. The JFK Library is honoring Governor Gretchen Whitmer for her COVID response. <laughs> no, it's not a joke. That's not that's not parody. It's in the Daily Wire. JFK Library honoring Governor Gretchen Whitmer of Michigan for her COVID response. Even though she and her response are ridiculous, it's a debacle. In fact... She's one of the fatal five. And the fatal five are, these are the five worst COVID governors, according to response, economy, death rate, and all the other things. You got Governor Whitmer, Michigan, Governor Wolf in PA, my state, Governor Cuomo, New York, Governor Murphy, New Jersey, and Governor Newsom in California, who's about to be recalled. Those are the, what I call the fatal five. There are five, five governors that are at the top. Now, don't get me wrong, a lot of other governors made mistakes too, but none of those people can hold a candle to the legitimate leadership and smart decisions made by people like Ron DeSantis of Florida. So once again, in comes the news media, in comes the JFK Library or this foundation or that foundation, and we just want to reward, we just want to give Governor Cuomo an Emmy Because, man, can that guy lie. You can't even tell he's lying. He even lies in his book. Holy moly. He has taken his lies and brought them to life. I don't know why I have this accent right now. But let me just say that beware of the Fatal Five. You're going to see all kinds of uh, chit-chat about the honoring of Gretchen Whitmer. And most of Americans will just laugh. They'll think it's a skit. We'll be right back. The number is 800-282-2882. This is the EIB Network. Don't forget, if if you're not a podcast listener yet, here's one to start with. Rush Limbaugh, the man behind the golden EIB microphone, is the name of it. It's a 12-episode series, chock full of behind-the-scenes stories, 
of all that Rush did to make this radio program what it is, just great anecdotes and stories. And James Golden is the host, and it's sponsored by Tunnel to Towers Foundation and MyPillow. It's one week from today it starts. Cool thing to have, take with you, whether it's on your phone or your PC or whatever. So keep that in mind. It's one week uh, from today it starts. In the meantime... Final hour of the show, so much is happening, along with more of your calls. There is a battle between Republican leaders, the current Cheney and McCarthy. I think it's all theater. It's reaching a boiler boiling point, which I think is theatrics, and I'll explain why. But that's, I think, been the biggest uh, problem to President Trump now and even during his administration, GOP members that sold him out. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Pure Talk, the cell phone company we both rely on, is further investing in their customers without charging an extra penny. Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network, but now they're giving you coverage in more than 50 countries, too. Unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. You keep your phone number and your phone unless you want to get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Up to you. Go to puretalk.com slash buck and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash buck, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can afford to travel this summer. We're proud supporters of those who serve our country and our local communities. That includes our military, law enforcement, firefighters, emergency medical professionals, and other government service personnel. There's an American company whose entire mission is built around serving these individuals, GovX.com. If you've served our country in one of these ways, go to GovX.com and join the community today. It's fast, easy, and totally free. GovX members get access to unbeatable discounts from thousands of trusted brands that want to honor your service. Brands like Oakley, Vortex Optics, Yeti, Under Armour, and many more. You'll also save big on sports tickets, entertainment, and travel. GovX.com is a one-stop shop for everything you need on or off duty. A portion of every order goes towards nonprofits that serve the military and first responder communities. More than 8 million people are already saving every day through GovX. Visit GovX.com and use code CLAY in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. Hour three of the show. 
thrilled that you're here on the EIB network. So a moment ago, we were talking about Liz Cheney. And uh, like so many Republicans, she has mastered the ability to put Liz Cheney first. And, And that's not what we the people want. And I mentioned last hour, the biggest threat it has been and it continues to be are Republicans that pretend to support us and then stab us in the back, figuratively speaking. The biggest mistake the Republican Party is making, and, and I know you, some of you pay close attention to Frank Lutz's uh, work, Luntz's work. Um, <laughs> it's funny because that's a mistake. But the biggest mistake so many of these Republicans make is they get wrapped up in focus groups and opinion polls, and they're always checking the wind. And the more you do that as a Republican, the less support you'll get from we the people. See, it's about we the people. The mistake that the Liz Cheney's and the Chris Christie's and uh, Mitt Romney, I don't even like saying his name, the mistake they make is they believe that they can just beat on Trump and pathologically lie about Trump and uh, partake in the farce of an impeachment, the second impeachment that was BS. And we, the people, aren't going to notice. But here's the message that, and I believe this is what pollsters are missing, and I I bring up Frank Lentz because I know he's friends with... uh, uh, McCartney, McCarthy, excuse me, Kevin McCarthy. And I know there's the the big battle now, the kabuki theater of Republican leaders Cheney and McCarthy have reached a boiling point, according to NBC. I don't believe a word of it. I do not believe a word of it. I think that uh, I think the deep state, big party politics, big media, big corporate social media, you're all on the same page. And here's that page. You don't care what I and the rest of we the people have to say. And you're dumb enough to believe that you could keep trying to railroad people and attack people, for example, Trump, and that doesn't affect us. That was the biggest disconnect that happened with the Republicans. They thought, because President Trump rattled their cages and responded to the people so efficiently that they can just slap them down. But they're not realizing the more you go after Trump, the more you're dumping on the American people. And it's amazing. And I think one of the reasons this happens is because so many of these people are so loaded. I, I don't mean drunk. That's, that's a conversation for another day. I mean tons of dough. I think people like Mitt Romney and uh, I'll throw Pat Toomey in there. I think... Senator Pat Toomey from my state, Pennsylvania. I think these people believe that, so who cares what the people think? There's only 300 and something million of them and more than 75 million voted for Trump. Like, I care. I'm rich. And that's going to catch up with you. And if it hasn't caught up with you this week, it's catching up with you politically. Now, as far as Liz Cheney goes... uh, Remember when she was a Trump supporter? I'll tell you when she was a Trump supporter... When it was in vogue to be a Trump supporter. When a whole bunch of Republicans were like, oh, my God, I made fun of Trump. He captured the imagination of the American people. He's making promises. 
This is uh, as we approach the election. He's resonating with millions of Americans from all different spectrums. Well, I better start kissing Trump's butt because I'm going to have to ride his coattails in. And wow, have you seen the down ballots from 2020? Did you see the people that rode into power pretending to be a Trumpster? Or as someone put, I just read an article, forgive me, I forget the author, being a Tino, a Trumpster in name only. So people are either being rhinos or Tinos or some other things. We're, We're working on other acronyms as we speak. But pay no attention to this distracting theater. Well, I gotta tell you, McCarthy's really going after Cheney. Yeah, you're late on that. You're really late on that. Every single Republican who voted for impeachment for President Donald J. Trump should be, figuratively speaking, politically non-existent. So you have to be very careful because I'm I'm a conservative. So everything I say, I don't get the benefit of free speech or a literal translation or anything. So if you voted for impeachment, I hope you realize how non-existent you are to most Americans and how how fleeting your power is because we the people hold the power now we don't hold all of it yet but we hold enough of it so this gamesmanship you're going to remove Cheney from a from a the chair the Republican conference chair who cares nobody cares no one should vote for that woman ever again let's go back when we were getting a different a different set of propaganda talking points from Liz Cheney. Here's Rush. Liz, somebody was asking me yesterday if, if Trump loses, what is going to become of the Republican Party? You come from a, a family that, that could be said to be founders of the modern Republican Party. What do you think about what all's going on these days with the party? Thank you very much, Rush. You know, I, I think that um, we're always going to be in a position as Republicans and as conservatives where We've got to be willing to stand up for our conservative values. And certainly, you know, at the top of that list is a strong national defense, the importance of a a United States military that is superior to all others in the world, the extent to which, you know, this president has um, absolutely abandoned our allies. And we've got this huge threat growing out there in terms of radical Islamic terrorism and a military that he's absolutely gutted. So our capabilities are decreasing almost as fast as our enemies are increasing. So it's a very dangerous situation. And, you know, as Americans, we've got to make sure that we begin to rebuild and, and get our military the resources they need to defend us. Talking with Liz Cheney, who is on the phone with us today from uh, from Wyoming, Bloomberg poll today that the Washington Post has referenced, and it's got them very, very worried. In the poll... Trump is losing by the usual eight or nine points, just like I think in the new NBC poll that just came out. I think Hillary's up by nine in that poll. But they found a question here that really worries them at the Post. They presented two versions of America. One, a country at risk in a dangerous world that's in decline and uh, no seeming leadership to get us out. The other, a vision of America that's robust and economic recovery that's hunky-dory and the Hillary Clinton version. Everything's great. Obama's been great. We're only going to get better. Fifty-six percent of the people in this poll cited 
with the version of America that we're not in the right direction. We're in a state of decline and something needs to happen. And the, and the writer of the story said, if Trump wins this, this poll question could be what it all ends up being about. Well, now you're running for office. You've got to get votes from people. We hear in the drive-by media that Trump has got people like you down ballot, all worried that his drag on the tickets could take people like you down with him. Is that a factor as you run? Rush in Wyoming, there is no question for us that uh, Hillary Clinton would be devastating and far, far worse than, uh, than Donald Trump. And we've got to unify behind him and make sure Hillary Clinton's not elected. I mean, she is a felon. She absolutely, I mean, as you've covered better than anybody else, clearly violated the law with respect to her personal server and her lack of willingness to take care of the national security information of the nation. What's been going on with the Clinton Foundation is absolutely crooked and corrupt. Um, you know, she is a woman who has a long history of not abiding by the law and of getting away with it. There is just a level of uh, slime and fleas associated with the Clinton family. And we know in Wyoming we've got to do everything possible to make sure they never get anywhere near the Oval Office. Well, thank you so much, Liz Cheney, for the 2016 talking points, which help you uh, helped you get elected. Look, she opened up her her interview with Rush, sounding just like her dad and uh, Dick Cheney. Uh, conservatives are not warmongers, and I'm just tired of that that talk that that warmonger talk. And then the way so many uh, GOP people went after. Uh, President Trump, and every single time, Republicans, rhinos in particular, every time, go back and check history. Every time they had a real majority, like the one under uh, President Trump initially, every time they had the power, the juice, the cabinet positions, and the leadership to actually go after the Clintons or John Kerry, or Barack Obama, or Joe Biden, and I can go on. They didn't do it, because it's all talk. And we, the people, are done with it. It's just been talky, talky, talky. That's what it's been. Every time you had a chance to step in, oh, yeah, Hillary's a felon. Yeah, Well, then why didn't? Why hasn't she been convicted? Oh, yeah, they framed us. The, the whole Mueller thing was a scam. Then why wasn't it cracked open and people were put in jail? Because Republicans are no different than Democrats at the party leadership level. You're all on the same page. That's what happened in 2020. That's the Great Awakening. An outsider came in and looked at both of you and said, what the heck are you people doing here other than getting rich? That's the truth. So there's my feelings on uh, Liz Cheney. I know I was very subtle. Uh, like so many conservative <laughs> hosts are, I was just kind of, it's hard to see how I feel about Liz. But anyway, those stored away videotapes and old family films you have in the attic, in the basement, wherever they are, it's time to get rid of them. You can digitally transfer all those great memories on those with the help of our sponsor, Legacy Box. Take them from whatever they're on. Make them digital. You can share them with family. You can change the whole dynamic of everything. Mother's Days and events. They've done it for more than a million families. Now it's your turn. 
And Rush reminded us just how easy it is to do. So I want to remind you about Legacy Box, folks. Uh, They provide a great service to so many people. They transfer family memories captured on old videotape and film. They do it on the digital files and DVDs. They have the expertise. They have the equipment to do it. They can take on every known videotape, cassette, or film type and make the transfer, no matter how old it is. You can't watch this stuff anymore because you don't have VHS or Betamax players. You don't have Super 8 film projector, but you got all these memories. They can transfer it. Now, just to give you an idea, they've done it now for more than a million families nationwide. This is one project that really is worth taking on. Most of us have all these old pictures, videos, reels of film stored away. We haven't seen them in years, decades in some cases. You just need Legacy Box. In a couple of weeks, they will transfer all those old films and VHS, whatever video format you've got. They'll put it on DVD or thumb drive, send it back to you in two weeks. And from there, you can copy it, edit it, give it to everybody else in the family, and never, ever not be able to see it again. The rewards are so great. Rediscovery of all those old events and memories brings so many smiles, so much laughter. It's good mood-inducing. So start the project online. Go to LegacyBox.com slash Rush. See, if you put the slash Rush in there, you'll save some money. 50% off their regular price. They will ship you the Legacy Box. It's just it's, it's uh, shielded and protected so that what you put in it doesn't get damaged. They ship you the Legacy Box. You put all the cassettes, all the film reels, all the photos, whatever you've got, you put it in that box, and you send it back to them. And in two weeks' time, they'll have it transferred however you want it. Cloud file, DVD, thumb drive, you name it. LegacyBox.com slash Rush is the name of the website. This is the Rush Limbaugh Show, 800-282-2882. I am your guide today. My name is Ken Matthews. And uh, we've covered this a few times today. And in case you missed it, Facebook's oversight board, about two dozen people, uh, obviously uninformed and unfamiliar with the law. Anyway, well, a lot of them are lawyers, so that proves that many are uninformed and unfamiliar with the law. However... They voted to keep President Trump off of Facebook for another six months. Facebook, the social media giant's oversight board, deciding to keep Mr. Trump banned from all platforms. He is banned from Facebook for at least six more months. But the panel said the company has no rules in place to justify a permanent ban. We now know Facebook will keep former President Trump off its platform. At this point, though, it is still not clear whether this ban is going to be permanent. Facebook Oversight Board voted to uphold their ban on you-know-who. Should he be allowed back at some point? Sometimes you do stuff and you are banned for life. Facebook is a private company, and that's why Facebook can make this kind of decision. Some of the great... Uh, political minds of the Democrat Party, Whoopi Goldberg, uh, some of the great thinkers of of this century. Uh, I'm being facetious, of course. Basically, you heard a whole bunch of hacks who are compromised or sold out or just biased, don't know how to do research, and none of them said, "Well, you know, it is a little, it is a little concerning that." Uh, the former president's free speech is being attacked like this. And then they use the private 
private company angle, which we understand, we understand that the private company has control over that, but it's a double standard. You know, like when someone does not want to make a cake if it violates their religion, like a wedding cake. We had a caller, I believe his name was Reese. It's a great, it's, it's a great example that the, the Democrats have double standards. And the standard of uh, them getting to tell you what you have to do regardless, well, that's permitted. But they get every freedom on earth. In fact, whatever's taking place, you better accommodate them, no matter what it is. Now, the good part is the president starting his own platform, knock on wood. The, the problem with this is, is this is the continuing escalation of targeting people by the left they just don't agree with. And instead of the news me- media being competent and unbiased and a true place, a real place we could go for truth and objectivity and, and context, it's not. It's just the promotional arm, the propaganda arm of a giant machine that leans so far to the left, China is thrilled with them. So that's what's sad. Nobody, with the exception of a handful of people on Fox. I would imagine Tucker's in there and a handful of others. And, and you know, Newsmax and, and One American News and, and a few others. When I say mainstream media or the majority of media, media, excuse me, A Rush Limbaugh listener knows I'm not talking about the handful that actually report the truth. But the fact that a bunch of people that claim to work in a free press are thrilled that a former president can no longer communicate for another six months on another social media platform, it's it's beyond absurd. It should worry us all. You know, the EIB network is made up of a lot of talented people. Many who have been part of this program for 20 years or more. Bo Snurdly, James Golden, he's one of them. And he's the host of a forthcoming podcast series. It's called Rush Limbaugh, The Man Behind the Golden EIB Microphone. The title says it all. Here's James to describe it further. James Golden here, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly. I'm hosting a new podcast series, Rush Limbaugh, The Man Behind the Golden EIB Microphone. It's a behind-the-scenes look at the man who brought us all together and kept us together for more than three decades, Rush himself. We start May 12th on iHeart or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, presented by the Tunnel to Towers Foundation and My Pillow. You know, it's interesting about this. Um, some people call it censorship, banning, whatever. And whenever you say censorship, they say, well, Facebook is a private but, but it's not being treated like a private company. That's another issue that a lot of conservatives have. If, if you want to be treated as some type of information warehouse and data bank for the truth, then you can't lie like you do. And Facebook is just cluttered with garbage. And most of us don't have any problem with it. But when you think about what's happening, because, and Rush always said this, the Internet is a sewer. Twitter, it's a sewer. It's just filled with, there's so much garbage on it. There's some great stuff on it. But the Internet in general, it's it's such a double-edged sword. I was talking to a neighbor about this yesterday because we both have teens, teenagers. And it's such a double-edged sword because some stuff on the Internet is like, wow, this is such a great 
whatever it may be, documentary or photo or whatever. And then the other part of it is, oh, my gosh, you know, we're, we're being recruited into the Democrat Party. The horror. One of the biggest. And by the way, uh, President uh, Trump, he's 45th president of the United States. He was reelected in uh, November. President Trump made a comment. And where was it? I just saw it. Oh, he's got a, he's got a website. And then it was on Gab and it's it's going viral now. He just basically said that from now on, uh the election will be known as the big lie. Or was it COVID? I forget. Something's the big lie. There's so many big lies on the left. Have you noticed that? One of the biggest lies is the climate uh, climate hoax. And why I say that is ever since the climate fear, the climate terror, which technically you could say started in the 70s, and then you and then it just got it got punched up in the 90s and etc. Every decade, pieces of it fall apart. Yet, every decade, the news media embraces it because that's what they're told to do by the left. Because the further you embrace it, the further it becomes part of the culture, even if it's wrong. That's my biggest bone to pick with most people in the news media and most people in academia. If you would just say, oh, we were wrong, we corrected that, there's a new textbook next year. But you don't. You will cling to that stupid hockey stick graph. You will cling. You will cling to every false premise and fallacy right up to corrupt scientists and paid off researchers and uh, rigged results from climate change testing and beyond. The history of global warming is not universally agreed upon. There's a uh, professor, Dr. Stephen Koonin, and uh, he's at NYU. He he was the undersecretary for science in the U.S. Department of Energy under the Obama SIA. You may remember him, President Obama. He has a new book called Unsettled, and it's about climate debate. Now, I know that bringing up the D word probably triggered a lot of leftists because I know that debate is not permitted even near you or on your platforms, but that when you do the research, and the research isn't playing a, you know an old DVD of Bill Nye the Science Guy, when you do the research, you'll see that heat waves in the U.S. are now no more common than they were in 1900. The warmest temperatures in the United States have not risen in the past 50 years. Do you see how that totally blows up Scaring your children at school, scaring your grandparents. Scare, scare, scare. Greenland's ice sheet isn't shrinking more rapidly. No different than it was 80 years ago. So they say something's going to happen. It doesn't happen. The news media never calls them on it. An ice age, uh, a heat warming, the oceans are gone. New York's going to be underwater. The temperatures will be this. There'll be no food left. The population's going to overtake the earth by 2000. We're all going to die. Remember some of those? They were run by major magazines. They were on the front page. They were on the cover of major magazines. So they make the mistake, and then all the people with common sense, which is most Americans, and legitimate scientists and researchers go, wait, that didn't even happen. You know, that didn't even happen. Al Gore is just a windbag worth a billion bucks. And there's more than one of those, by the way. 
that never even happened. But they never say that. You don't see people coming out saying Al Gore was wrong. Uh, this this global warming chart was wrong. This movie was incorrect. You'll find all of it still in the schools. And so part of me gives the left credit because you guys will keep a lie alive until it sucks the life out of everybody. You will keep it going. And that's what they've done. And yet book after book after study after study, high-profile people with credentials have come out and said, you do realize they've been playing us with this. The net economic impact of human-induced climate change will be minimal through at least the year 2100. So I, I think we need to teach the third graders to be terrified. Do you, do you, see, do you see the absurdity here? Every major prediction made by Al Gore and uh, the IPCC, the United Nations, never happened. Never happened. But they've been jerking us around for how many decades? Started in the 70s. You know, if you don't do this to your car, we're all going to die. If you don't do this with carbon, we're all going to die. Rush speculated on just that point a couple years ago. The United Nations estimates the economic impact of climate change will reduce the economy by 10% 80. Who they? They don't know this. The economic impact of something in 80 year. Come on, folks. This is just clearly outside the realm of human ability and human knowledge. Look, there's two kinds of climate change. There's a kind of climate change that happens, and it's happening all the time. It's never stopped happening. And then there's another kind, and that's man-made, and that doesn't exist. Rush, I can take a flamethrower out there and melt a snowman. Yeah, but you're not changing the climate. You're just melting a snowman. Yeah, but if that flamethrower is exemplified by all the people in a country turning on their foot, it still doesn't matter. You can't do it. We cannot change because you people, whether you know it or not, you're talking about the weather. The climate people love to tell you that the climate and weather are two different things, and yet they're the ones that use weather abnormalities to sell climate change. We have no control over the weather. The United Nations doesn't have the slightest idea what the world economy is going to be in 80 years. If they have anything to say about it, they're going to destroy the world economy in 80 years because they're a bunch of communists. Now, I may be speaking in expansive generalities here, but I'm not talking, I'm not wrong about the impact of communism on things. It kills. Communism kills economies. It kills people. It kills incentive. It is designed to do that. Communism is designed to make an entire population powerless to resist its rulers. Communist leaders love communism because it creates a harmless and incapable population. It takes everything away from them. It takes economic strength. It takes guns. It, it takes standard of living. It takes life expectancy. Communist leaders love communism because communist countries cannot resist it. They cannot overpower it. They cannot conduct revolutions against it. All they can do is leave, which is why communist countries build walls around their countries and cities to keep people in. The idea the United Nations can come along and predict what the economy is going to be in 80 years because of some mythical prediction of what's going to happen to the earth because of climate change to me, is just ridiculous.
And there's a there's another book out. I want to tell you about it. I I love books that are current and well researched. And here's one of them. And you, if you follow the climate controversy, and Rush covered so much there, and I can't help but wonder. I used to say this all the time, even years ago. Someone needs to take a a clip or audio bite like that of Rush Limbaugh and take it in to a freshman college class and play it and then debate it and either prove or disprove it. Do you know that never happens? Because that wouldn't be permitted. But what is permitted, and I know this, they'll play an inconvenient truth starring Al Gore as part of an assignment for high schoolers. It's a lie. The chart was a lie. The graphs are a lie. The experts were compromised. Some of them weren't even experts. It's like that lie, 99% of blah, 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 believe this. Here's a book I'm about a third of the way through now. It's called Green Fraud, Why the Green New Deal is Even Worse Than You Think. It's by Mark Morano, the best-selling author of The Politically Incorrect Guide to Climate Change, which I, I think is a brilliant reference guide. And a brilliant man has written the forward for this book. His name is Mark Stein. Perhaps you've heard of him. And it is good. And, you know, Mark has also he's authored books, too. He's another expert on the BS of the climate hoax. But everything Rush said is exactly what is part of almost every leftist philosophy. It's not designed to empower you. It's designed to take away your control and your freedom whether it's about health, whether it's about the economy, whether it's about uh, the environment, whatever it is, you come out of it weaker, less money, well, unless you're, unless you're Al Gore, less money, less control, and less freedom. That's the danger of communism. We'll be right back. Wow, this, uh, this hour flew by on the EIB Network. I'm your guide. Today, I believe Jason Lewis is in tomorrow. Is that correct? I hope. Yes, Jason Lewis will be your guide tomorrow and Friday. In the meantime, I want to tell you about the EIB High Note today, which which is a, a new feature that people are really loving. And uh, we're also going to try to squeeze in a, a phone call, too. Uh, this is one of my favorite High Notes. This is a guy who is a member of the EIB audience. He wrote, produced, and performed a song, and he reached out to me, and I heard it. I immediately shared it with the team. We all, we were like, oh, my gosh. His name is Norman Kerner, and uh, it's just beautifully done. So I'm, I'm going to, the lyrics alone are just quite meaningful and heartfelt. Now, uh, stand by. I want to play a clip and know that after that, you can get the whole song at RushLimbaugh.com. Here it is. Every day you told America how much you love her. You told us the truth about her future and her past. For 30 years you were the someone we could believe in. When we were down, you knew just how to make It 
It's called One Life by Norman Kerner. And Norman wrote the song uh, right after Rush passed. And he said, Rush was like a brother to me. Rush was someone who I, I never even met. Yet I felt I had to write the song, and he did. And there it is, and you'll find it at RushLimbaugh.com. And I, I have goosebumps because it's a beautiful song. I've heard it several, several, several times, and it, it's going to get you emotional. Not only is it well done, but this, this is someone like probably millions of people in our audience that have an attachment to Rush that, that cannot even be explained. So thank you for that, Norman. Let's squeeze in a call from West Michigan. This is Melissa. Melissa, you're on the Rush Limbaugh Show. Hi. Hello. Hello. Yep, you're up. Okay, hi. I was just calling to let you know I'm a homeschool mom of five year, years now, and um, my kids were working on their history, and all of a sudden I heard them at the top of their lungs go, Rush Limbaugh on the EIB network. I'm like, what? <laughs> Rush isn't on. And I run up there, and in their history book, it's talking about Rush Limbaugh during uh, the Bill Clinton presidency and oh. how he came to be the most popular talk show conservative host and um, people could call in and it was just a little paragraph in, in their history book but it was uh, really neat that they portrayed him in a good in a good light yeah yeah and how many how many kids are you homeschooling I have two. Oh, okay so that's fairly manageable yes and are you are you familiar with Rush's series, the book series? Because you know when when we spoke to Catherine probably a month ago or so, she said they're going to continue the the series, and that's great for kids. Yes, when we when we first started homeschooling about five years ago, um, they were young. Um, they're sixth and fourth grade now, so we actually used the Rush series as their homeschool uh, oh. history curriculum for the first few years. And then now they're older and need a little more structure. And um, so we've been using this this company for a while, and I was very happy to, Excellent. to find that in here. And, and um, yeah, it was neat. <laughs> well, Melissa, thanks for such a, a lovely call to wrap up the show today. Uh, I hope you have a great rest of the week. And I'm just thrilled to hear that so many more uh, people are homeschooling because the the wisdom of a parent, uh, and not to take anything away from teachers, but when you look at the past year, uh, I think there's we need to really focus more on, on school choice. But if you can get that Rush set, those books, the uh, Rush Revere series, it's really good stuff. We'll be right back on the Rush Limbaugh Show. You know, I was just checking up. Uh, Checking the uh, news feed before I take off just to make sure that nothing's breaking. But this this is kind of a good thing, I guess. The uh, RV sales hit a record over the last year be- because of the, the pandemic. They rose 79% in unit sales. So these are th- I, this is a good thing. Maybe people are <laughs> try- trying to escape blue areas. That's what it's looking like. Many Americans have discovered for the first time that an RV is the perfect way to get the most out of the great outdoors. And get away from liberals. No, I just put that in there. That's not in the article to get a, get away from liberals. But I do want to mention again, uh, you know, the president's been banned on Facebook. I want to mention my Gab page, gab.com forward slash Ken Matthews. And uh, 
I know it sounds weird. This is this is a tough transition for so many people to make because for years our country we gave credibility to news organizations and then when when the social media came along we gave all this credibility to the different platforms and YouTube just got huge following and revenue and we gave all this credibility to it and now these particular establishments are penalizing many people that disagree with them. So I know it feels weird to jump from one platform to another or find another video place you can express yourself with free speech, but don't don't worry about it. Millions of people are doing it, and I mean millions. You're not going to be alone. Use your judgment. Use your discernment. You will not be alone if you abandon something like Facebook. Be well. God bless. See you next time. Since 9-11, the Tunnel to the Towers Foundation has been committed to supporting our nation's first responders and veterans, heroes who put their lives on the line for our communities and our country, heroes like U.S. Army Major Jonathan Turnbull. He sustained devastating injuries at the hands of an ISIS suicide bomber, the complete loss of his left eye, a puncture to his right eye, and he needed more than 20 surgeries and countless hours of rehabilitation. Tunnel to Towers paid off his mortgage and gave Major Turnbull a specially adapted smart home designed for his needs. He moves around his home more easily now. His home also gives him hope. With help from people like you, the foundation supports families like the Turnbulls. Join Tunnel to Towers in supporting America's heroes, our nation's severely injured veterans and first responders, homeless veterans, Gold Star families, and the families of fallen first responders. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to their programs. If you've got a military, first responder, emergency medical, or government service background, GovX.com is for you. You stepped up to serve our country and communities, and GovX delivers unbeatable deals that you've earned. GovX.com is the only site built exclusively to honor your service. Members save on epic brands and the gear they need for their on- and off-duty lives. You'll get incredible savings on tickets to live sports events, theme parks, and other entertainment. You can even save on travel hotels, rental cars, cruises, and more. See if you qualify. Visit GovX.com. It's easy and totally free. Use code BUCK in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams, offering over 330 academic programs as of September 2023. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu.